0: Oh hi, it's Mimi, and you're listening to More Mimi, a podcast about me for you. My goal is to surprise you with joy, normalize your doubts, and leave you feeling functional in this bizarre world we live in. So thanks for listening today. Um, we've got, well, we I say we because I think you're here with me, but really it's me sitting in my living room talking to you. Um, and I've got I. I think a fun podcast to talk about. I mean, I'm going to have fun talking about it. So. Uh, but today I'm talking about cystic fibrosis. Um, I'm going to be talking a little bit about this book I'm reading called Wintering. And then, of course, parenting. Why wouldn't I talk about parenting? It's on my mind all the time because it's a lot of what I do, guys. It's a lot of what I do. Uh, so join me. Here we go. So first up, let's just, let's just get it out of the way. Let's just talk about the CF, the cystic fibrosis. Uh, for those of you that are new here, maybe don't know me, um, I have cystic fibrosis, which is a genetic condition which ultimately creates thick, sticky mucus inside all the vital organs and parts of your body which causes all sorts of hassle. Uh, Most of the time what people know about CF is that it's a lung disease and that is where a large chunk of focus and attention uh, goes for CF. That's where we um, end up getting chronic infections over and over. A lot of times people with CF will need lung transplants at some point in their lives or their journeys. Um, and it's also, let's get morbid here. It's also what people die from the most with CF is that your lungs just get, um, a lot of scar tissue and they just get weaker and weaker and then you get an infection and it kills you. The end podcast is over now. You're welcome. Um, no, but I just, I I feel like those are questions that people want to ask. Like, how does your disease kill you? Isn't that a normal question to ask? Um, But but it is top of mind. I mean, even me, for someone who has like a chronic illness, when I hear that someone was just diagnosed with something or I know that something's like, they say that it's terminal or it's a hard disease, I just wanna know what that hardness looks like and when or how does it kill you? (laughs) Questions always on my mind. When or how does that kill you? Um, but I did a little, uh, Instagram questionnaire the other day, uh, this or that question. And I was trying to figure out what people wanted me to talk about more. And lots of people said CF, which I'm not surprised about. I feel like I would want me to talk more about CF if I was the friend that had CF. Maybe I wouldn't. I don't know. I don't end up talking about, uh, CF a ton. And I... And it's actually, um, I think part of the reason that I don't talk about it is that I sometimes don't feel CF enough for CF. Um, I am not super involved in the CF community. I don't really have a ton of friends with CF. Um, there's a very strong community online of CF patients. We do like little CF cons, um, a few times a year, they have CFCon, and because with CF, the amount of times I'm gonna say CF right now, is just, I'm sorry, everyone, it's mind-boggling to me right now, anyways, the community, the community, (laughs) I've replaced it, um, has always, well, not always, but has for a long time, uh, created space online to connect with each other, there used to be camps and stuff that kids went to, well probably when i was about 10 or so it was discovered that uh people who have cf were giving each other these kind of like super bugs and so we realized that uh kind of like cross-contamination of uh cf bugs was happening and it was making people more sick and so there's this whole like six feet apart maybe you saw the movie that's what it's about is that we, um, had to stay separated from each other and I, um, it changed how I went to CF clinic as a little kid. CF clinic used to be a lot more like community oriented and focused. And then it was like, keep the kids away from each other, which, um, so I pretty much grew up living in a micro pandemic. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I adjusted to this one quite well, but, uh, the community has uh, has been because of this awareness. Everyone went online, and we, as with all chronic conditions, we all have experienced a lot of the same things. And um, people have really looked to other CFers to kind of not not just commiserate, but to understand what's what they're going through. And Um, so I feel like I stand on the very outskirts of that community and I look in and I think that's really beautiful and I don't know how to fully engage in it. Um, there's also this thing with CF that it affects people differently. Um, and some people have a lot more, uh, symptoms and hard infections and time spent in the hospital and uh side conditions that come up and I feel like yeah the only way to describe it sort of is like survivor's guilt in when you're not as sick as the person next to you um I was talking to someone recently whose daughter has CF and their daughter is 29 she's on her second set of lungs she fought really hard to go to school to go to college was able to graduate like after seven years but then was in and had a lung transplant during that time and then was in like a long failure and um and was able to you know graduate but now is living at home just because her condition is so much that it's she can't manage it um on her own right now and uh that girl's 29 and talking to her and she's like yep I'm 30 I'm 33 and I'm married and I live alone and I have two kids and it's not to compare that like my life is better than her life by any means but there is definitely a level of freedom that I have because my disease hasn't progressed to that part and I feel very, like, blessed and lucky, and also there's just that, like, unknowing of, why did I get this lot, and this person got that lot with the same disease, um, and it's not that my, I've been particularly healthy my entire life, either, I've, I was diagnosed at birth, I have, um, I, I went through a really rough period when I, when I was about 10 years old, where, Um, I lost like 30% of my lung function and uh, had to work really hard to gain that back and along with that came all these additional side conditions like the diabetes and uh, began down the path of osteoporosis and stunted my growth and had weight issues and all sorts of things Um, and so it's I feel it's and you know, I've I've spent a good chunk of my life in the hospital, so it's not to say that it hasn't been that I that I haven't had to do anything. I do know people who have not had any hospitalizations really um, with CF as well, and so it's also I'm sure they feel the same thing. Like, how did I get to this spot? Um, and others have have had to struggle a lot more, a lot more people have died, um, yeah, I think it's a really positive podcast, I just didn't realizing that, anyways, so, I, I end up not wanting to talk about CF a whole lot publicly, because I feel like I can't say a truth, I can't say, like, this is what CF is, I should probably talk more about this is what CF is like for me, knowing that When you've talked to someone with CF, you've talked to one person with CF. Um, Because all of our stories, though we have some very common threads and there's, you know, there's the hospital procedures that we all get accustomed to or know. um, We're we're all very unique. So um, I also feel like sometimes, just sometimes, if I talk about it, it's more likely to get me (laughs) I don't know if you can relate to that at all. sort of the ostrich head in the sand, um, pretending it's not happening. And it's not like you can pretend you don't have a disease. But at the same time, the less I focus on it, the less I have to focus on it. (laughs) The less that it, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, but... I'm, uh, you know, I'm working through my stuff, I'm using this podcast as part of the way that I'm working through my stuff, and I just thought I would, uh, start talking a little bit more about it, so, um, that's what I'm gonna say about it today, and I hope that gave you some insight, maybe you could connect, um, with that in some way, but, uh, it, one one little thing that'll transition us here that's funny is, so CF was listed um, under the CDC for a long time as, like, part of the high-risk group. It was specifically singled out, like, and if you have c- CF, be scared of COVID-19. I think that was, that was, like, the undercurrent of what they were saying, right? Um so, anyways, as the vaccine was being put together, I think everyone originally thought that we would probably be in phase one. Turns out, not in phase one, we are in phase two, and so we've just. And it's funny, Andy, who is mental health worker, um, he actually has recently gotten his first dose of the vaccine, and. I told him, well, no. Anyways, so, uh, but I haven't been able to get it. But I just got uh, notified that foster parents are now going to fall under child care workers, um, and so I though I thought that getting having CF is what would get me on the list to get my COVID vaccine. It's actually being a foster parent. Um, so I am frantically I don't, i'm looking for a place to sign up to get a vaccine and so if you know of any in colorado where i can go and get it i haven't found any available places yet so um very exciting all right on the on with the next So we're going to have a little book moment here, you guys. I'm kind of excited um, because I read uh, every new year. I always like start deciding how many books that I want to try to read. Or I've done this for the last few years at least. I set a big goal for myself for reading in the beginning of the year. And then it's just, it's who my personality is to go in with a big bang. Okay. And then the middle of the year, it just kind of and then the end of the year, another bang. So I'm trying, to, I'm trying to change who I am and also lean into who I am at the same time. And what I'm realizing is just to enjoy this energy that I always have in the beginning of the year for reading and just crushing books. I mean, I'm crushing it right now. And um, instead of feeling like, oh, this isn't going to last... I'm just kind of enjoying that it's happening right now. So I've been reading a lot. um, And uh, it's funny. All my books are a little bit connected right now. I read The Moment of Lift by Melinda Gates. And then in that book, she had talked about Hans Rosling and how he was a um, kind of a mentor to her. And so I'm reading his memoir right now, which is called... Or I just finished it. It's like how How I Came to Understand the World... He was a Swedish doctor in global um, uh, public health and was actually on the front lines for the Ebola crisis. Um, He worked in Cuba, like he just was all over the world and all of these uh, scenarios that are really fun because you, they're like not really fun, they're moments in time of public health uh, crises. But there are times where, like, I can remember some of these things happening and to know that, like, this guy was, was in the middle of it trying to figure it all out. And, um, anyways, he's just, he really was, he's an incredible person. He has died since then. I think he died in, like, 2018. Um, maybe 2019, whatever. Anyways, so I did that book and then I just did, a uh, City of Girls, which is tying into my life in a really weird way. So if you've read that book, City of Girls, and you're wondering how it could be tying into my life, feel free to ask me about that. But I don't think I'm ready to talk about that on the podcast yet. (laughs) But uh, then there's, that's written by Elizabeth Gilbert. That's just a fun read, a fun novel. And uh, then this new book that I'm reading right now, Wintering. Um, Andy ha- finished it and he put it in my hand last night and was like, "You need to read this." Um, and so, and it's the endorsement on the front of that is from Elizabeth Gilbert, which is just so everything ties together. Um, so, anyways, it is a really uh, wonderful book and challenging in the sense that I don't think I winter well. I don't think anyone winters well. Um, And that's kind of what she's pointing at, is the fact that um, there are times that we all end up wintering. Um, We all fall out of the everyday life uh, path. And the fact that that remains taboo to to speak about and to talk about and to own into and to lean into, is sort of ridiculous because we all have these times in our lives and I think everyone right now because of the little thing called the pandemic is understanding this more and has I I feel like most people at some point have had some sort of breakdown in the last almost year are we we're almost out of year you guys of a pandemic which is bananas um, I feel like everyone at some point in this country has had some sort of some sort of breakdown okay I'm gonna I'm not gonna yawn anymore I'm so sorry um but she draws attention in that book to the fact that uh, she has this great line about plants and animals um that they don't like they know that the wintering is coming they expect for it and that they prepare for it Um, They don't pretend it's not happening and attempt to carry on living the same lives that they've lived in the summer. They adapt. They perform extraordinary acts of metamorphosis to get them through. Winter is a time of withdrawing from the world, maximizing scant resources, carrying carrying out acts of brutal efficiency and vanishing from sight. But that's where the transformation occurs. And I just think that's, so beautiful and timely Um, as we're we're coming out of the winter season but I know I'm from Montana originally and like winter has hit so hard right now might have something to do with climate change but that's another subject Um, but just that this period of time that we are in that there are some things about our daily routines and our structure that, um, that are worth paying attention to and worth not fighting as well. And there's this line about like we can't be the sooner that we stop trying to live like it's summer and start living like it's winter then the more at peace we will be with our season. And I I feel like we get through December and there's still something about December where, you know, it's about the holiday and it's about connecting with people and there's expectation, but there's just something really solemn, Okay, you know the word I'm looking for, guys, about January and February where there's just no, I mean, we've got some small holidays in here, but there's just there's just this it just feels like a down season um and at the same time it's also just with like new year's resolutions and and everything it's a time where i feel like a lot of people go like have some introspection about where they want to go in their lives and what they want to do and so there's just this built-in reflection period in january february march probably too um that happens and So this book is just very fun to read right now um, because she is calling out uh, these transformative periods um, and, you know, it's not that it has to coincide with the winter season but this wintering that happens to us when we fall out of step with our everyday life must-dos. Must-dos? You know you know what i mean so um that's my book recommendation for you if you i talk a lot about books on here but um i like books and it's my podcast so i'm probably going to keep talking about them so wintering it's a thing hope you're not having to do it right now but if you are i'm here breathing space for you okay So the last thing that I want to really talk to you guys about tonight is parenting. Um, it, I've had this realization lately because uh, our youngest, Adriana, is two and a half. And she's really in that. Uh, she's embraced both being two and a three major at this point in her life. She's just she really feeling some big feels. Um, she is really trying to gain control of the world around her, and she went from as a little, a little teeny tiny baby where she would rage puke at us, which is a real thing, where kids really projectile vomit at people, and that was that was her life for the first two years, real fun. Um, but she's gone from that to the rage scream. Um, she loves she loves the word no and. I say this in that she is, like, the sweetest, most delightful little child in the whole wide world. And yet, she does still have fits of terror, uh, as we all do, turns out. But she loves to yell the word, no! And then she also, she just, she screams so loud at the top of her lungs right now. And... I realized as I was watching her have one of these <laughs> bouts of just terror at Andy at the dinner table one day, uh, one night, I think I was like in, I was over by the sink preparing some things and they were sitting down and she was just, at, she was like grabbing something from him. Um, or maybe she had like asked for a napkin, but she was just screaming doing it just Me out, okay, so she was screaming like that, and and he was very calmly, just back to her like, I, I can't, have you screaming at me like that? Can you say it in a different way? Can you ask me differently? Just patiently, da-da-da-da-da. And finally she calmed down enough to go, sorry, can I please have it? just so angry and mad and he very very generously I could say was like sure thank you for asking me so nice and talking to me like that and it just made me realize that like the whole goal of parenting is learning to control your own chill because in any other situation If someone were to have a violent outburst of screaming at you and then continue to and then you ask them to say it in a different way and then they, like, begrudgingly, angrily, you know, was like, sorry, blah, 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 blah. You would not respond with, wow, thank you. Thank you for saying it so much nicer to me. You would just be blown away at how insane that person was, and how you didn't deserve to be treated like that at all, and what an over-exaggeration that person was having having over this simple question, and so it was just very fun to, like, witness that, and not be the one that was being screamed at. <laughs> number one, <laughs> sorry, Andy, but, um, but to have, just to, like, be reminded that oh yeah this is this is what it's about it's just maintaining your own sense of chill so that they can become regulated you know Um, because it really is not going to do anyone any good when you decide to escalate your own self into the situation because these feelings and these sounds and this rage that they're having is not born out of logic by any means so let's not use our logical minds to try to address it let's just be with them in it let them feel through it and then praise them when they've made a turn towards the holy land of not screaming um i i hope that that is helpful for you to hear because i always find it very helpful to hear when i hear somebody else else's kids have been screaming and then i hear how they are dealing with that or just that it's happening to other people i just want you to know it's happening to other people so you're welcome if you need that today <laughs> it episode six you guys thank you so much for tuning in uh if you could like share subscribe to the podcast uh it really does help in helping me get found as just this little bitty podcast that started out and I really do want to grow this space um I have appreciated so much the feedback you guys have given me and I just really really appreciate your time and you sticking this out with me. Um just a little bit of info for next week. I'm gonna start releasing the podcast on Monday instead of Tuesday. Hopefully that doesn't mess you up too much. I really feel like it's gonna affect no one. But um you can listen anytime you like on any platform that you use. But I will start releasing episodes on Monday. Uh thank you for being with me. Um, yeah, it just means the world that you would want to listen in. So I will see you next week. Bye.